You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Yes, thank you everyone for joining us yet again. You are listening to Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm Tiny, sitting across from me is John. What's up? Together, we are the bad boys of Southern Evangelical Comedy, the unofficial, the unacknowledged, and the unwanted voices of Southern Baptist across the nation. There we we go. Thank you for joining us. There we go. Yes, we appreciate you tuning in for another week of wild and wacky news stories. John, how was your week? A very long, very long week. Uh, I did a lot of work in this week, like actual working right you know not just sitting behind a desk pushing papers type work so i wasn't used to it you know i have to admit <laughs> a little bit out of shape you know and uh which is not a surprise to anyone who sees me and it was a very long week how was yours well i'm still laid off okay so i'm pleased to announce to everyone that i am now a man of leisure <laughs> all right i am free to pursue my scientific and intellectual pursuits great no longer bound by the chains of the common people yeah who have right. to worry about working and providing right. and things of that nature you have risen to the uh bourgeoisie mm-hmm. and uh the proletariats down here laboring every day and are fruitless, you know, turning over our the profits of our yes. labor to people like you. I'm putting the finishing touches on the last chapter of my novel. Okay. I think I'm close to a cure for cancer. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Joe Biden's about to be elected, so <laughs> well, who did he promise that? Right. Wasn't that one of his campaign promises? He says if elected president, yeah, we'll right. get a cure for cancer. Yeah. Well, you're going to be in his cat. What if you're Surgeon General? I don't see why not. Surgeon General. Christopher Tiny, Tiny Sullivan. <laughs> yes. I would love it. I would love it. That would be so great. Yeah. If I could pick a cabinet position, I would think Secretary of the Interior would be a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really know what they do, which makes me feel like I could probably just skate the whole time I was in there and not do a whole lot. Right. So <laughs> that's what I want to do. I want to be Secretary of the exterior okay but only when it's nice outside <laughs> right <laughs> that'd be funny if i could go back and and re-say all this is like i ain't gonna be no secretary of nut because i ain't no woman you know <laughs> yes <laughs> that's a that's woman's work <laughs> yeah well anyway it was our our brief update what about what do we have story-wise oh i got a few good ones uh got a dude tried to hole up in disney and ride the quarantine out so that was pretty awesome I like his moxie. Uh, got a Florida man story too. So that actually, I think, is an Alabama man story. It is. Yeah. It is an Alabama man. So we got an Alabama man and a Florida man. They call that the daily double of Earth Oddity. <laughs> yes. Yes. What about you? Well, I've got U-Hauls storing bodies 
Okay. I've got Tupac Shakur. Tupac Shakur. Sure. How do you say his name? Shakur. Shakur. Yeah. Tupac. Yes. Tupac Shakur. But I wanted to start with this, John. This comes from Rolling Stone. Scientific study looks at praying COVID-19 away. Okay. I always turn to Rolling Stone for my scientific study news. Well, here we go. All right. With most health experts saying a coronavirus vaccine is likely more than a year away, a cardiologist at Kansas City Heart Rhythm Institute has begun a scientific study to see if something called remote intercessory prayer might initiate God to heal those afflicted with the virus. Okay. On Friday, I'm going to do my best here, Dr. Dananjan yeah. Laki Ruddy. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again for I'm me. T- no, I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> say it one more time. From now on, he's the doctor. <laughs> he launched a four-month prayer study, which involves 1,000 coronavirus patients who are in intensive care. While none of the patients prescribed standard care will be changed, 500 will be prayed for, and then 500 won't be. Oh. And neither group will know about the prayers. Okay, all right. Half of the randomly selected patients will receive prayers from five religious denominations. Christianity, Hinduism, Islam, Judaism, and Buddhism. According to NPR, the study will measure progress by monitoring individual patients' organ health, need for ventilators, and how many live. The doctor said that members of his research team all believe in science before going on to expound extensively on their faith. If there is a supernatural power, which a lot of us believe, would that power of prayer and divine intervention change the outcome in a concerted fashion that was our question i wonder how many calvinists are praying <laughs> probably none of them <laughs> the lord's already decided who's living and who's dying right that's a joke it is a joke unless you're a calvinist <laughs> <laughs> the doctor who said that he was born into hinduism continued i believe in the power of all religions i think if we believe in the wonders of god and the universal good of any religion then we've got to combine hands and join forces on each of these faiths together for a single cause of saving humanity from this pandemic. According to a 2006 study published in the American Heart Journal that looked at efficacy of prayer to heal, the doctor may be in for a letdown. The study, which the New York Times called the most scientifically rigorous investigation of whether prayer can heal illnesses, included 1,800 patients and showed that prayers offered by strangers had no effect on the recovery of people who were undergoing heart surgery. But as the doctor said about his Hail Mary attempt, a miracle could happen and there's always hope. So, John, what do you you think about this? Oh, well... I think wasn't, it, wasn't it Jesus who said, don't <laughs> test the Lord your God? Right? Yes. <laughs> I think it's good that, you know, yeah. a real scientific study is looking at this. Right. I, well, I mean, you're never going to prove anything, right? right? I would say, like, if it was just Baptists praying, mm-hmm. we would definitely see a difference. Now, we got all these other religions <laughs> muddling it up for us. I was just fixing to say, you know, just to troll my atheist friends, sorry, JD, I'm going to specifically pray for the control group just to throw off the study. <laughs> That's right. Everybody listen to this podcast, pray for the control group. <laughs> well, I, and I would also let, let, I want my Christian brethren to know that, uh, it sounds weird to just pray. We're just praying for this group. Yeah, right. We're not going to pray for this yes. group over here. Right. But I definitely want to beat the the Buddhist. Sure, right. Know? Well, that's what I would say. They should assign, like, a specific patient a specific religion. Right. And then, or, like, you know, 
we got all the Hindus praying for Tiny Sullivan. Mm-hmm. And if Tiny gets better, that's going to look good for the Hindus, right? Right. Uh, if you got all the Baptists praying for John Long and John Long dies, well, then that's going to look pretty bad for the Baptists, right? <laughs> you know, I think that would be a cooler way to do it. Yeah. Yes. And then you're like, well, your religion definitely doesn't work. Right. Yeah. But I have no doubt that this will fail because it would be too easy if it worked. Right. You know? Yes. Like, and so I, I don't know that it will be a successful trial run. I do believe in the power of prayer, you know? Yes, I do too. But I also believe in God's also like going to do what he wants to do. That's true. Anyways, you know? Yeah. And sometimes that may fall in line with the things I want and pray for, and sometimes it may not. So I don't know. I will say that as far as COVID-19 goes, it has a 98% survival rate. Yeah, right. So, God's doing a lot of work, right? <laughs> I, think, I think things are going to overall go pretty well <laughs> for these people. Right. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, it's a very tricky thing. I, I'm As a lover of science myself and a lover of Jesus myself too, it's very tricky when you try to intertwine the two, which yes. is... Like we had a discussion last week about Ken Ham, right? <laughs> super wild, you know? Hey, super wild dude. That's part of my problem with him. I don't know that you can affix all of the, of what we think science is to God, but I'll be praying for all of them. I'm going to pray for everybody. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And that's why this study's not going to work, because the Christians are going to be praying for everybody. Yeah, right. We have been for anybody <laughs> afflicted by yes. COVID-19. The reason anybody in the world ever recovers from anything is because we've been praying for that's it. That's right. Yes. Exactly so you're welcome, right. world. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, I mean, not to get too deep, but the way God works is a little more complex, you know, like yeah. uh, people pray for Hudson to be better when Hudson was born, you know? Mm-hmm. And that all his surgeries went well and all of that good stuff. And it all did. Well, some of the fact that that happened was because the Lord chose for my ancestors to move to Alabama, you know, in the 1700s and for us to be born here and live next in the next town over from one of the best pediatric cardiology centers in the whole world. Right. So do you attribute that to the (laughs) prayers of Carol's Creek or to some other divine providence of God that happened that led us here? You know, I think it's a little column, a little column. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I do too. But to to narrow it down to Mm -hmm. like one or the other is much too simple for what I would consider God to be. And let's not forget that, you know, sometimes God says no. Yeah, absolutely. Read the Bible. Absolutely. People pray sometimes, and that's not what yeah. God wants. Right, yeah. yeah. When no, I was forget four- that. When I was 14, I prayed for a PlayStation, and the Lord gave me many opportunities to cut yards, and I saved up enough money to get a PlayStation. <laughs> right. And then I prayed to God for a beautiful wife, and he blessed me again. Right. And I got married to Tara. And then I prayed to be rich. Still waiting on God to answer that prayer. Right. I would like to remind everybody that they can donate to the show (laughs) at patreon.com slash earth oddity. Sign up at the $5 level, get an extended show and all an exclusive show once a month. Yeah. Well, I've told, I don't know if I told on the podcast, but I know I've probably told you before, like when the restaurant was going down, 
I was as praying as I've ever been. You know, Lord, please save this place. You know, yes. like I got my entire wealth tied up into it. I don't know what I'm going to do if it doesn't work out. And sooner or later, I was like, well, God, I'm, I'm putting it in your hands and your hands alone. I've done everything I can. And about a month later, God was like, hey, you're out of money. God's you know? like, you know what? I'm going to take this restaurant you put in my hands and squeeze <laughs> the right. life out of yeah. it. And it's gone. And you don't have any more. <laughs> and, you know, you could possibly lose your house and all this good stuff. Um, but it really turned out that no really turned out to be like one of the best things that ever happened to me, mm-hmm. you know. But at the time, I was like, man, God, that's a little rough, you know. Like, yes. I don't like your answer here. I and you're making it. me look bad yeah. in front of all my atheist friends. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't understand. But tell them that I, I let you have control of it. It's yours <laughs> to decide what happens with it or not, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, he was like, uh, yeah, well, you know, what you want is not what I want. And it turned out to be really a great thing. That didn't mean it didn't suck for a, a good stretch of time. Right. You know? So, like you say, yeah, God, uh, he works in mysterious ways. <laughs> yes. You know? And uh, I hate that uh, other religions just muddling it up with their prayers. <laughs> Just, just screwing it up. I, if it doesn't work, we're blaming them, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not Christians, right? Yes. It's the Buddhists yeah, and yeah. Uh, Muslims. <laughs> it's all of them. It ain't us, right? <laughs> That's there's our out. That's our out. Yeah. yeah, like other people screwed it up. You know, <laughs> get Tim Tebow to pray for. Us. <laughs> You know, Tim Tebow. Let me tell you how much God loves Tim Tebow. And I did not like Tim Tebow when he was in college. I have never been more happy than when he cried when we beat him in the (laughs) SEC championship game, which we were at like a... John's uh, like, God didn't answer that prayer, did he, Tim? I don't know. I don't know if you were there, but we were like at a a church Sunday school party or whatever during that SEC championship game. And we came in because I waited as late as I could so I could watch as much of the game at home as I could. And I get there. And they're showing Tebow on the sidelines, and everybody's like, oh, that's so sad. You know, Tebow's like such a good Christian. I was like, ah, screw that, dude. I was like, I hate him. But God loves Tebow so much that he, like, saved himself from marriage, and he married, like, Miss Universe. Well, then right after that happened, pandemic. They've been quarantined together as newlyweds. You tell me that God doesn't reward your faithfulness? Tebow is like living proof. He's on TV and he has like some sort of lisp and like an annoying voice, but he's still making millions doing that. For some reason, he's a minor league baseball player too, <laughs> even not? though he's not that good, but God's still letting that go on for him. Got to take my hat off for Tim Tebow. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's to say, let, let Tebow pray for him. Okay. <laughs> and then something will happen. Yes. All right. If I ever have a problem in my life, I send Tim Tebow a message. Like, hey, Tebow, and he'll get right on it. Yeah. I need you to pray for this. My wife wants a bigger house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do believe some, I don't want to get too deep. You can cut all this off. I do believe the closer you are to the Lord, the more he hears your prayers, right? You know, like if there's a lot of sin in your life, right. it don't work. That's why I think my mom has got like the direct line to him, mm-hmm. you know, like when she calls, God definitely picks up. Right. Sometimes when I do, I think he's like, hey, you can get some stuff worked out. <laughs> Come back and talk to me, okay? <laughs> Why don't you start off with a little forgiveness prayer, yeah, okay? Yeah. All right, anyways, moving on, Florida man. Florida man stalks the beach as a grim reaper to protest reopening amid the pandemic. All right, so Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced Friday that state parks will soon reopen, even as the coronavirus pandemic continued and death himself stalked the beaches of the Sunshine State. 
In fairness, the Grim Reaper in question was actually Daniel Ulfilder, a lawyer and campaigner for public beach access who put on a on a cowl and wielded a, what do you call the thing? You a care? scythe. A scythe. I always want to say secty. <laughs> what? Secty. That's how it's spelled. <laughs> S-C-Y-T-H-E. Right? Okay. Some folks call it a slang blade. I call it a kiter blade. Uh-huh. In an attempt to alert Floridians to the dangers of reopening their economy too soon. As footage of a socially distanced interview with a TV reporter uh, at Miramar Beach in Walton County went viral, Oolfielder told CNN, We aren't at the point now where we have enough testing, enough data, enough preparation for what's going to be coming to our state from all over the world from this pandemic. I know how beautiful and attractive our beaches are, but if we don't take measures to control things, the virus is going to get really out of control. Now, according to researchers at Johns Hopkins University, there have been more than 1.1 million confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the U.S. and more than 65,000 deaths. There have been nearly 35,000 cases in Florida and just over 1,300 deaths. Which is pretty, that's pretty steep. A lot of people live in Florida, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, States across the U.S. are grappling with how and how quickly to reopen uh, their shuttered economies. In general, Republicans, those evil Republican (laughs) governors, are moving more swiftly to reopen than Democrats. Well, that's because they want people to die. Sure. Yeah, they don't care about anyone but themselves and their crony business associates. And they actually kind of get off a little bit when they see the death numbers rise. Yes, right. Oh, yeah. Oilfielder also cited a controversial Department of Homeland Security study, he said, that showed sunlight, heat, and humidity, plentiful commodities in Florida. It can kill COVID-19. The DHS study, he says, uh, said that sunlight rapidly killed the virus in aerosols, and it said that outdoor daytime environments are lower risk for transmissions of the virus than indoor environments. In terms of surfaces, When a virus may be left on the surface, the DHS study concluded that sunlight kills the virus quickly and the virus is less stable overall at higher temperatures and higher humidity. The study came under harsh spotlight itself last month when Donald Trump told a White House briefing he thought the virus could be treated with sunlight. So So immediately we got to block out the sun because clearly he's an idiot (laughs) and he don't know anything. Well, my thing is like... uh, what 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 do you when you show up to the beach and the Grim Reaper standing there <laughs> like what are you gonna do right I would just be like what up man you know I, would, like, yeah, I got I would, my I beach would, chairs under my arm and everything I just snap a picture yeah I'd be yeah. like hey can I get a selfie <laughs> this is hitting Instagram <laughs> yeah I, it wouldn't bother me at all no yeah and I mean is that dude is he not worried about catching it that's that's the other thing too like if it's really dangerous then don't be out there spreading it around buddy boy you know <laughs> yeah. I get what he's saying, though, because people come from all over to go to beaches in Florida Mm -hmm. and Alabama, too. Some of the most beautiful beaches in the world in the Panhandle area. And then you get down to Miami and all that. It's all beautiful. And so, yeah, Florida probably needs to be precautious. So does Alabama in some instances, too. So I don't know that I would put on a black Grim Reaper outfit and go stand out on a beach in Florida. You know it was hot. Let me die with heat stroke or something. You know? They're like, well, that's what you get. He got the COVID. He got the COVID. <laughs> if he dies of a heat stroke, I'd be like, well, the Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this whole uh do you think you think we're ready to open up? Or I mean, I, I feel like nobody really knows. Right. Yeah. And I think it's good. Uh, my opinion is I think it's good that some states are opening up 
right. and others aren't. And yeah. then let's see what the data says. Sure. You know, and then we'll, we'll know if, if it's the right call to make or not. Right. You know, I think at some point we have to get back to some sort of <laughs> yes. life. You know, we right. can't all just sit at home for forever. As someone that helps run a business, it's been very difficult. I don't think people really even understand if you're not in that sector what kind of an impact it had on on a business. Now, we were lucky and were able to manage, but not everybody has been as lucky as we are. Right. And if you if it's between losing your life and your livelihood, which one are you going to pick? Mm-hmm. I don't know because if you lose your livelihood, how much longer is it going to be before you lose your life? You know. Well, here you go. John wants people to die yeah, right. on the record. Right. <laughs> what I would say, if they would let me be in charge, which they won't, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, good because you want people to die, right. John. I would take people in at-risk groups. Yes. And say you have to still shelter in place, mm-hmm. and if you are not in an at-risk group, then you are free to move about. With precautions, social distancing, which I think we should rename social spacing. I think that's a much better name. I am tired of saying social distancing. Yeah. It's too long. Yeah. And you could just say SS. Well, that's got <laughs> Nazi connotations. Never mind. <laughs> that's not going to be good for the conspiracy people, you know. So uh, John does want people to die. And, <laughs> and he, wants a, he wants the United States SS <laughs> going around. But yeah. And, you know, maybe. We got to wear a mask, whatever, you know, I'm not a mask fan. I've already, I'm on record, (laughs) you know, it's a promise. I will not wear a mask unless I'm forced to. I think that those, that would be the smart plan because if you're elderly, you certainly don't need to get it, you know? And um, so what we need to do is say, Hey, you guys still need to stay at home. If you're an able-bodied working person Mm -hmm. with no underlying health issues, well then you need to go back to work, you know? And I think that would be, the intelligent way to do it, but I also understand the panic that people have. Like, hey, I don't want to get it, you know, because they're afraid of of getting it. Well, at what point? And again, I mean, I feel like people who think it's worth the risk. Why do they have no individual liberty to go and, right. and take that risk? You know, I feel like you know, if if you are worried about catching it, stay home. Well, the you risk know, quarantine yeah, yourself, right? But if you're like you were talking about, if you're not in that group or you if you're willing to risk it, I mean, we take a risk every day. Right. I've, there's a risk. I could kill myself in a car accident Absolutely. on the way home yeah. from this podcast. A, a greater risk of that than you yeah. contracting and dying of COVID. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the counter argument to that is, well, isn't you're not putting your health at risk. You're putting other people's health at risk. Not if those people stay away from exactly. Them. If those people were sheltered, <laughs> yes. you know, I just let all of us get out here, thin out the herd of all of us stupid people right. who actually have to work because we need bills paid, and uh, and then we would, uh, you know, go back to life as normal. I guess I don't know. And I get it's not a black and white issue. Like Absolutely. everything else in life, there's some gray, and there sure. are some people who. May would be put at risk because, say, we let restaurants open back up. Right. And there's people who, you know what, they don't want to take the risk, but they want to keep their job. And now they're forced to yeah. go in there and, and right. make tables and bus tables. And sure. they're putting themselves at risk when maybe they didn't want to. Right. But overall, that's just kind of, you know, I believe in individual liberty. And I think that if someone is willing to take that risk, then they should be able to take that risk. And right. if someone wants to you know, stay safe, well, then no one's coming in your house and spitting all over your food. Sure. 
and trying to purposefully give it to you. Right. You know. Well, and you know, as someone who um, has Hudson, Hudson doesn't need to catch coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You know, it would put a lot of undue stress on his heart. You know, he doesn't need to catch the flu, any of that stuff. That's why Hudson wears a mask, but nobody else in his family does. <laughs> Hudson, right? Hudson refused to put on a mask today. <laughs> Because he was offered one, and he refused when we I got like out. I like the mask. It makes me look like Sub-Zero. I think it makes it easier to rob places. Like, I <laughs> well, don't... that, too. Have people really thought about that? I haven't. I, John, I have not heard a downside yet. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> well, I just was thinking, like, every convenience store on Halloween says you can't wear a mask inside. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, hey, please put on a mask before you come inside <laughs> and rob me. You know, we didn't have it. We didn't have it in the show notes. But I did see a story this week where there was a... Uh, a town somewhere where they had they went back on their mask requirement because oh, yeah. people were threatening people. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, so I'm precautious, and and I think we all should be precautious mm-hmm. for some if you have someone in your family like that. Now, I got a wife who is a hero by all measures <laughs> because she is a nurse, you know, who has to go to the hospital and. She's a little paranoid when she comes home and gets undressed in the garage, which is really great for the neighbors. Uh, and, you know, has to come on inside and take a shower immediately and all that good stuff and wash her clothes. So I think you, we all have to be as smart as we can be, but also get back to some sort of functioning society. And if you live in like New York City, that's a whole lot different than different, Tuscaloosa, yes. Alabama. It's a whole lot different than Wayside, Alabama. You know, I mean, population density and the contact that you come with has has a lot to do with it too mm-hmm. you know so you know I, there's no easy answer to no, it and believe not. me as somebody who was trying to figure out what to do with our employees at our company i say that me and and shane we i lost a lot of sleep you know uh, hey am i putting people's lives at risk mm-hmm. and i don't want to do that but at same at some point you have to go well i also want to have a job next year too yeah. you know like i don't want a business that's been built and running for 70 years to go under because we couldn't maintain a normal function and receive accounts and do what we can do to make as much money as we can. So there's no easy answers and I have really not enjoyed it at all. That's why I want to go back to normal because <laughs> I'm like, look, man, this is all been very, very difficult. You yeah, know? yeah. If you're low down on the totem pole, you just got to answer to somebody that says come to work or don't come to work then your decision-making is a little different, you know. Mm-hmm. But if somebody labels you or gives you the responsibility, or you volunteer like I did to take the responsibility to go, am I going to put people's lives at risk? That's a weighty decision, you know. And I don't know that I don't know that we could have done a better job at my company. I felt like we did the best job we could do. Um, I know that some of the employees were not happy with it, but I also don't know that they understood how much we labored over the decisions we made too, you know? Right. So anyways, I don't mean to get off on a tangent here. I don't know what to do other than say, if you're not comfortable getting out, then don't get out. Well and said. If you are, then come on back to work because we need to get things rolling, you know, not necessarily from an economy standpoint, just from a spiller furniture standpoint, you know? <laughs> and we need to sell furniture. Yeah, we do. We do, which, you know, we open back up uh, when the stay-at-home order was lifted uh, with restrictions, like, of course, had some huge days of sales because I think people have been sitting at home for a month and they're like, man, this couch sucks. I need to go get a new one. And so I've had some really good days of sales. So thanks to anybody listening who's came in. We appreciate it. 
And I will say this. If you are one of those people who are getting back out because the stay-at-home order's been lifted and all that stuff, you can still be careful. Mm-hmm. Just because the order's been lifted doesn't yeah. mean you shouldn't be like John and not wear a mask. Right. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, it doesn't mean you should go and, you know, lick doorknobs and, right. you know, touch your face constantly and, exactly. and not wash your hands. All the things you I do. You should do all the, yes. <laughs> right. You should still do all that stuff. Right. And, you know, try to try to stay careful. Sure. But Now, uh, I've been licking doorknobs and touching my face and not washing my hands for years, so I feel like my immune system is almost superhuman, <laughs> yes. you know? I've missed one day of work in the past three years because yeah. I was sick, so, you know, I, I feel like I can I can withstand a little bit more than somebody. And I may die of coronavirus tomorrow, <laughs> and if I do, that's fine. You know, like, I'm, then, <laughs> I'm not worried about dying. Well, then we get one of those clickbaity articles about right. this podcaster in <laughs> right. Alabama said that we should lift the stay-at-home order. Actually, now he died of coronavirus. What an idiot. Is is me dying of coronavirus <laughs> the one thing that's going to take this podcast to the top? That you would know? be amazing. I'm willing to do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I've said it many times. I don't have a whole lot to live for, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm willing to put, put myself at risk. <laughs> Well, John, you know, we're talking about people dying, mm-hmm. but someone who's not dead. Okay. Tupac Shakur. That's right. He's not. He is alive he's, and well in Kentucky. Oh, okay. I thought he was in Cuba. All right. No, he's alive okay. and well in Kentucky. And the governor of Kentucky recently had to apologize to him after using his name as an example of a fake unemployment claim. Okay. All right. The governor of Kentucky apologized on Tuesday for saying someone named Tupac Shakur who had applied for unemployment in the state, was an example of fraud when it was actually the person's real name. (laughs) In a press conference on Monday, Kentucky Governor Andy, what's his name, Andy Bashir? Sure. Said someone in the state had filed for unemployment under the name Tupac Shakur, calling the person out for using someone else's identity. And that person probably felt that they were being funny, and they probably did, Bashir said. Except for the fact that because of them, we've got to go through so many other claims, and that's not okay. We can't be doing that. One day later, he apologized after finding out that there really was a Kentuckian named Tupac Shakur, (laughs) the same name as the late rapper who was gunned down on a Las Vegas street in 1996. Allegedly. Allegedly. I talked to him on the phone today, and I apologized, he said. I told him how it happened, but it's not my fault. He was gracious. I said I'm sorry if I embarrassed him or caused him any attention that he didn't want. It He ended the call, God bless. The governor said that the state is now going to make sure the unemployment claim made by Shakur, who goes by Malik, is resolved. Unemployment claims have surged as a result of the coronavirus pandemic as closed businesses led to many people out of work, one being Christopher Tiny Sullivan. That's right. Between April 12th and 18th, 4.4 million people applied for unemployment, according to the U.S. Department of Labor. Two weeks earlier, 6.6 million people had applied. Since March 14th, American workers filed 26.5 million initial claims, according to the latest seasonally adjusted numbers. Yeah, that's a, that that's a is lot. a staggering number. Right. Uh, Kevin Hassett, a senior economic advisor to President Donald Trump, warned Tuesday that the jobless rate in the United States could spike between 16 and 20 percent by June. The latest rate from March reported unemployment at 4.4, which I actually thought it was higher than that yeah, already. I did too. So, but there you go. Uh, Tupac is alive. It's just like that Dave Chappelle sketch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
I mean, I've known Tupac was alive all along. Right. Yeah. He's in Cuba with Jerry Garcia, and they're hanging out together. And mm-hmm. that's just the facts. And everybody know? else in the, what is it, 27 Club or whatever? Well, not everybody. I mean, some people really, like, Kirk Cobain's dead. Courtney Love killed him. Right. <laughs> right. You know, like, we know he's dead. <laughs> so not everybody in it. Yeah. 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 And Jerry wasn't 27 when he died. You know, he was like 60-something. He was but an old man. It is. It, that is I didn't yeah. get that right, though, right? Yeah. There's a lot of celebrities yeah. down in the Like 20s. Jimi Hendrix and, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Kirk Cobain was 27, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know all of them. I'm not good with celebrity deaths. I didn't know Charles Manson was dead last week. <laughs> well, so he's can't not keep exactly up with a celebrity, him. so. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess you. he's not a celebrity. No. He was infamous. He was infamous. Yeah, that's the right way to say it. Well, let's talk about something else here. And I'm talking about the coffin dance. You know what the coffin dance is. I love the coffin dance, John. R- really great meme. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what goes along with coffin dances? Heroes. Okay. Frontline workers, they're heroes. We know that. We know that hospitals are jam-packed with corona patients. They don't have time to do anything else other than take care of patients. Certainly not making TikTok videos, correct? Right. You would be absolutely wrong, okay? (laughs) Nurses are slammed for a video of them dancing with COVID-19 body bag. I've actually seen this video that you're talking about. It's actually really funny. Yeah, if you I didn't. Ask me. I was not personally offended. Now I don't know anybody who's died from the virus. No, yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do my best, Tiny. <laughs> yeah, uh, and if I do die, I would love for you to get a coffin dance crew up <laughs> for me. Okay, we will All absolutely. Right. If I have to dance myself, <laughs> you just carry me by it. yourself. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, I've, I've seen some memes of people doing that, too. You know, the, sure. the husband walks across the kitchen floor after the wife mops it and then it cuts to her dancing with his body. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, dancing nurses carrying what appears to be a bagged corpse labeled COVID-19 are featured in a new TikTok video, which has been slammed online for being in poor taste because it appears to make fun of the coronavirus outbreak. Sorry, Karen. The four nurses... Are not identified, and it is there. There is no indication of where they are, or that the body they are carrying is real. Now, somebody has watched this and has been like, "That's the hallway at my hospital." I guarantee <laughs> you. You know. Uh, however, the video has drawn harsh criticism as well as some support for the nurse nurses by some, suggesting the dead patient in the footage is the coronavirus. And the frontline healthcare workers had beat the disease. That's how I had it explained to me. Oh yeah, I just thought they were coronavirus goofing, you know, coughing. Well, I think they were coronavirus goofing, but as soon as you start getting the backlash, it's like, wait a minute, this is the virus we killed. We killed the virus. We killed the virus. (laughs) They've got them built in out. (laughs) I respect it. I respect. That's why they're heroes. That's what I would say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, you're reading this all wrong. And where do you get off uh, putting down nurses? That's right. They're saving lives. What have you done? In a time like this, we're on the front lines saving lives. I mean, sure, we have time to make this TikTok video, so. So um, it was during our break, but uh, yeah, we're. But we're what out have there. you done? Oh, you sat there at your computer and you posted this angry comment. That's <laughs> I was, what you did. I was told staying home was the best thing I could do. <laughs> yeah. So, well, hey, maybe we're the real heroes. John. <laughs> That's right, we are. <laughs> uh, dances, nursing, dancing nurses, which. <laughs> I'm a fan of dancing nurses. <laughs> I just want to say, always have been. Yeah. 
uh, carrying what appears to be a bag corpse labeled as COVID-19, which is pictured in this article. So check out the show notes if you haven't seen it, if you've been under a rock and not on <laughs> any kind of social media. Or maybe you're on Facebook and that's yeah. the only social media you're on because there's not a lot of coffin dance on, on yes. Facebook for some reason. Oh, I know why. It's because where all the boomers are at. <laughs> The footage also appears similar to a dancing Ghanaian pallbearers meme being used as a morbid but tongue-in-cheek reminder for people to stay at home during the outbreak. It is not clear whether the nurses intended to do the video in the spirit of the pallbearers. Now, I would think so, considering it's pretty much the same thing as that. <laughs> yes. Um, so far. That's what it is. I yeah. mean, nobody, nobody is saying that's not what they were trying to do. Right. So among the critics who said they couldn't stomach the uh, footage was YouTuber Blair White. I'm sure you know who <laughs> Blair White is, right? Are we sure his name is not Karen? <laughs> uh, the dancing was one thing. I stomached it, and I told myself they need to blow off some steam. This is gross, said White, who goes by the handle of Miss Blair White and has 307,000 followers. Twitter user Brian Holan, I'm sure we all know Brian, <laughs> yeah. tweeted that he had served in the military and could, and could appreciate Gallo's humor when it comes to working in difficult conditions. However, they have to realize that the average person sees it different, differently. If you're going to do this kind of humor, fine. Just keep it to yourselves, wrote Holan, who goes by the handle at Brian underscore Holen. Well, if you keep it to yourself, how are you going to get all those likes? Exactly right. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm need a clout chasing here, right? Yes. Twitter, uh, oh man, what this article is all jacked up. Celebnewsweek.com. You need to get your stuff <laughs> together. A Twitter user known as NJP called the video tasteless. A little downtime is a chat or a laugh with your colleagues on your breaks, not choreographing juvenile dances when people are dying in the same building. Thank you for telling us how to spend our breaks, sir. Sure, right, yeah. Twitter user Lion Cub, who has worked in emergency rooms, agreed. I agree with you 1,000% because 100% is definitely not enough. Well, I disagree with this person 1,001%. <laughs> yes, Let's see. Do uh, you want to hear another Twitter user? Jeff Runyon expressed really. his disapproval with a picture of a man holding a sign that says, Arrest TikTok Nurses. <laughs> <laughs> Runyon claims to be former CIA. <laughs> uh, and he made the post going by the handle of JRun462. <laughs> it said the nurses need to be fired using the handle... Uh, another guy said too. So, oh anyways. yes, that, that, that he is so right. That's what we need to do. We need to fire these nurses in this time of global pandemic <laughs> right. yeah, because they made a TikTok video. What, what is we, wrong with people? What we need right now are less nurses. Yes, you know, <laughs> we need less people putting themselves and their families at risk <laughs> right. because they decided to do a stupid TikTok video. I mean, here's the thing. Cancel culture is the worst. I've had it. I, I've, I'm canceling cancel culture. <laughs> yes. Have we already done that yet? Well, we've tried. All right. I'm, I'm canceling cancel culture. All right. So somebody did something that you don't think is funny. There's this thing. Let it go. You know what I've got? I have. I would just like everyone to know. I have actually taken it upon myself to develop a protocol for when something bothers you online. Okay. And it's called uh, JKS. Just keep scrolling. There you go. All right. I like that. If you don't like it. Just scroll on by it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, 
Um, you don't. All right, something can offend you. I get offended online a lot. Yeah. I see stuff that I don't necessarily agree with or whatever. But you ain't got to go out trying to get somebody fired over it. Now, right. there are some things that probably need to be. You got somebody being like a stupid racist online or whatever. Yeah, that's Well, when it affects fine. your business. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got an employee <laughs> and now nobody comes into your restaurant right. or your place of business because this person did something, then, yeah. yeah, you probably need to fire them. But still, that's a business right. decision. Well, it's still, you. if you can't look at this and go, hey, they were trying to be funny and process that in your brain and go, all right, it's maybe not my kind of humor, but it is humor, then, and just walk away, then something's wrong. You need to right. we, you need to catch coronavirus. You know, <laughs> yes. like that's what you need because you shouldn't be a part of society anymore. You know, like humor is subjective, of course, but humor is humor. Now, we don't need to use humor as an excuse for like racist and crazy stuff like that or sexist stuff. I'm not saying that, but these people are just making a joke, you mm-hmm. know, and I may or may not agree with the joke. I may or may not have thought it was funny. But at the end of the day, it was a joke. So yeah. it's like I probably say some stuff on here and people are like, well, John's joking, but that was ridiculous and stupid. You know, <laughs> they're not writing us letters and trying to get us canceled. You know, right. Maybe because our audience is all intelligent people. Maybe. Or maybe I never say anything wrong. Or maybe it's because a big portion of our audience doesn't know how to use email. <laughs> That's a good point. Can't even leave us a review, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know all of them, too. Yeah, we pretty much know every user personally so or every listener personally. That may help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that may help out. But yeah, so, I mean, what, it's ridiculous. I'm tired of people getting mad online about mm-hmm. stupid stuff. You know, like, say if you're getting mad for stuff that matters. Right. Yeah. This and, don't matter. Or be like me and don't even get mad about that stuff either. Yeah. Right. Just don't take anything in life seriously. Right. Be like me and become completely cynical <laughs> to everything. Well, like I've said it before, the number one piece of advice I can give anybody in the world is just be cool. Yeah. You know, I guess yeah. all you got to do is just be cool, mm-hmm. you know, and everything will be fine. You know, just be cool. It would be a lot cooler if you did. Yeah, right. Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> Absolutely. Just be cool. I've told that to my oldest son at least three times this week. Just be cool, man. No yeah. need to get mad because the kid want to come in your room. You know, right. just be cool. It ain't worth it. While these nurses were dancing with this uh, body, you know where they were taking this body? Where? I don't know, but I hope it wasn't to a U-Haul. <laughs> because U-Haul hands down a lifetime ban to a Brooklyn funeral home that had stored bodies in their trucks. Okay. Which... Look, I mean, if you've got maybe a, if you're a few, if you run a funeral home and you have maybe a little bit more business than you used to. Yeah. You need but it's store temporary space. Right. And you need a temporary solution. Yeah. I can I can think of no worse other option than to go rent a U-Haul and put them in there. Surely there's no one in the United States naive enough to think that that they've rented a U-Haul a dead body hasn't been in. Right? <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, I just assume that's part of it, right? <laughs> right. Somebody's hauled a dead body in that before. Or if you're one of these people who has so much stuff that you have to go get like a mini storage. Right, yeah. There's possible there was a body in there at yeah. some point. I'm I, I convinced, you know, we had our stuff in storage for like two, three months or four months or whatever when our household mm-hmm. we didn't have a place to live, that there was a dude living in a storage unit because he, he was there. 
every time I went to like dig out something. I have seen videos online of people teaching you how to do just that. Okay, how yeah. to live in a storage I was like, container. man, this dude's living here. You know, his <laughs> truck was always parked out there. I never saw him load anything up or anything. We'd give a little wave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he could possibly be dead in there now. I don't know. Might want to check on him. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, man, I just want to talk about that now. But anyway, I watched. Okay, I watched this great tutorial video on how you can live inside a rented storage. Place. Look, look, this Tiny, dude, I know you're out of work, dude. <laughs> I know you're out of work. Y'all can crash at the house for a little while. This dude, he had power in there. Yeah, it was climate control. Right, exactly. He was going all day. He would just sleep there. Mm-hmm. He had uh, some kind of uh, cellular. I, th- oh, I think there was a local Wi-Fi hotspot uh-huh. that he could leach. Power, that he could leach internet off of. Right, so he yeah. had his Netflix. He had all his streaming stuff. Wow. He had a big old container of water, and mm-hmm. then every day he would uh he would you know discard. He would pour his gray water out. Nice. And uh, he was living there on I don't know fifty dollars a month. Yeah, right. <laughs> saying, he wouldn't get one in Tuscaloosa for fifty dollars a month, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they like. They like them here, you know? <laughs> yes. Which Northport is like storage building capital of the world, if you didn't know. Right. If you need a storage unit, yeah. there is one available in Northport because they are all over the place. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, not talking about storage uh, units, <laughs> but talking about U-Haul. Rental company U-Haul has reportedly cut ties with a Brooklyn funeral home caught storing dozens of bodies inside their unrefrigerated trucks. Unrefrigerated is problematic. It is problematic, but... Yeah. It says here cut ties. Like, did they have strong professional ties to the funeral home before this? Maybe that's what they were hauling, you know, like short a hearse or something. You got to get a U-Haul to go get one. (laughs) Right. Or uh, what's that country song that says there's not a, there's a, not a U-Haul. No, no hearses, no hearses. No U-Hauls behind hearses or something. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there is. Maybe so. Andrew T. Klecky, Funeral Services in Flatlands, is no longer welcome to rent from the company. U-Haul sources tell TMZ. The U-Haul trucks used by the funeral home to hold corpses are also being decommissioned so that they can be deep cleaned, according to the report. There is wrongful, egregious, and inhumane use of our equipment, company Biggs told the outlet. Our trucks are designed for household items, the sources said. Properly caring for the remains of people's loved ones requires vehicles suited specifically for that purpose. Our trucks absolutely cannot be rented for this reason. Okay. Jokes on them. <laughs> yeah. The ghastly use of the trucks was uncovered Wednesday when workers at a nearby business alerted police that a foul smell was coming from one of their trucks. Mm. It was bad, said an employee at Dollar General next door. <laughs> which, oh, Lord. It doesn't say which Dollar General, whether it was like, I'm sure there, I'm, I'm guessing there was two of them, one on either side. <laughs> yeah, right. I was say there, there's a Dollar General within 100 yards, if, especially if you live in the South. <laughs> yes. And within 100 yards of you at all times. Uh, disgusting, a neighbor had said while watching a worker sweep a clear liquid out of the rear doors of the U Haul truck <laughs> oh, parked on Avenue on. <laughs> On oh, Main Avenue. Don't you just hose it down? You know, what are you sweeping it for? <laughs> yeah, Dr. Howard Zucker, the state's health commissioner, said Thursday that the funeral home faced possible fines and suspensions. I would think so. I would think yeah. so. And vowed that we will enforce this as much as possible. We have issued guidance out to all funeral homes that we will not tolerate any of this kind of behavior, Zucker said during Governor Cuomo's daily coronavirus briefing in Albany. Cuomo. Yes. Okay. Cuomo. Did I say it wrong? Yeah, I think so. 
Why do you say it? I'm never going to tell you. I want you to say it that way for the rest of my life. Governor <laughs> Kumo, you nailed it. You got it 100% right, buddy. Nothing to worry about. I'm freaking out now. How do you <laughs> I know, say it? I know it's good to make people freak out like that. Quom- Cuomo? Maybe. It's Cuomo. No, it's Kumo. <laughs> it's Kumo. You gotta, I mean, that's what it is. Well, you know, we've only got one listener that's going to get upset. That's Jacqueline. I'm sorry, Jacqueline. <laughs> she's going to call in. No, she's going to call in and tell you that the correct pronunciation is Kumo. I'm going to cut all this out and sound like a genius. <laughs> you're going to clip Cuomo and go back and put it in. <laughs> yes. I love it. So then it just sounds like you're just, you know. <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm just sitting over here going, Kumo, Kumo. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you're the one. I'm like, John, it's Cuomo. Say it after me, Cuomo. <laughs> that would be really good. Because I know me and you would be the only one that would get the joke, but that would be really good. That would be really good. <laughs> yeah. Kumo. I love it. That's a good name. There are things you can do to make people paranoid, and one of them is, is something like that. Like yes. when they say it, make them think they pronounce it wrong, you know, yeah. even if they pronounce it right. Another one, and Andrew and I used to, my buddy Mud Hut used to do this all the time, would look at people we worked with and be like, man, is your head getting bigger? You know? <laughs> And just like leave it alone for like a week, and then like the next, you know, like a week or two later, some one of the other whoever didn't say it the first time, be like, "How about it? Is, your head looks a little bit bigger, you know?" <laughs> and you just make them paranoid about it. Yes. Over time, is amazing. Enjoy doing that. All right, so let's move on here. This guy could be living in a storage room now. <laughs> a man is arrested for trying to quarantine on a private Disney island. Sounds wonderful. Sure. Yeah. It's <laughs> like the happiest away. place on earth. <laughs> you can get away with that kind of thing. Uh, Florida. 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 <laughs> oh, Florida. It's Florida, John. Florida. <laughs> Florida deputies arrested a man. And now Florida. <laughs> I cannot talk. <laughs> Florida deputies arrested a man who had been living out his quarantine on a shuttered Disney World island, island telling authorities <laughs> it felt like a tropical paradise. Orange County Sheriff's deputies found Richard McGuire on Disney's Discovery Island on Thursday. He said he had been there since Monday or Tuesday, and he had planned to camp there for a week, according to a report. The 42-year-old said he did not hear numerous deputies searching the private island for him on foot, by boat, and by air because he was asleep in a building. He told the deputy he didn't know it was a restricted area, despite there being numerous no trespassing signs. Well, he can't read. Yeah. (laughs) He never learned to read. It's not funny. That's right. Richard said that he was unaware of that, and it looked like a tropical paradise, according to the arrest report. Orange County Marine deputies on Bay Lake used a public address system to tell McGuire he was not allowed to be on the property, but he remained on the island anyway, according to the arrest report. A security representative for Disney said she saw McGuire using a company boat Thursday, noting that the area had several no pre- no trespassing signs and two closed dates. Gates, not dates. <laughs> okay. Gates. She asked the agency to press charges. That's not very nice. <laughs> McGuire was arrested on trespassing charge and taken to jail without incident. It was not immediately clear whether he had an attorney who could comment. I would say he probably doesn't. And previously called Treasure Island, 
Discovery Island had been the site of a zoological park before the island was closed to the public in 1999. And this guy, if I remember from another story, is from Alabama. He is. He's from Al- he's from he's from Mobile. Yeah, Mobile. Right. Just uh, taking a little vacation down there, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Disney World is shut down right now. Sure. So he's having a time he's thinking, of his life. He's thinking, I'm just going to sneak in. Yeah, just chill out for a while. There's this island that's closed to the public. But, yeah. You know, back in the 90s, it was a zoo. Right. What if he just showed up? There were like lions and stuff roaming around. <laughs> you know. That would have made an excellent Netflix documentary about two, three years from now. It would have. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate him for trying to find a place to camp in Disney. I feel like that's pretty awesome. But I don't feel sorry for him either because you do stuff like that. Yeah, you get you, you, win, you played stupid games. Yeah. You're going to win stupid prizes. He, uh, I think he messed up using the Disney boat. You know, <laughs> right. like they're going to notice one of their boats rolling around the lake. Right. Yes. Now you can't use a Disney boat. You got to get on there and lay low. Don't do anything. Yeah. You take your kayak over there. Yeah. And then you pull the kayak back into the woods. Yeah, exactly. And you don't light a fire. Yeah. Unless or if you, you do, you light it somewhere where it's right. going to be low and out of sight. Right. If you're an Eagle Scout, you can do one that doesn't make a lot of smoke. Nobody will ever see it. But whatever. Not everybody is. <laughs> well, you do that Not thing. to brag, but yeah. <laughs> you do that thing where you dig the hole, and then yeah. you dig the hole right beside it, and you have the little tunnel. Yeah. And you got the fire down in one of the holes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you just got to lay low. This dude is, is an idiot. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, though, that probably every square inch of Disney property is under surveillance, you know? I would think so. Mick, the yeah. all-seeing eye of Mickey does not play. I think of uh, Sauron from Lord of the Rings, yes. but it's got mouse ears That's on right. top. <laughs> it sees everything. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I do know about Lord of the Rings. Not Still not a nerd, <laughs> okay? Still not a nerd, okay? Likely story. Tolkien is a Christian, so I had to read him, right? Right. Yeah. He, he was he was a Christian, and he hated C.S. Lewis's fiction. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to do it better than you. Well, he made fun of him. He's yeah. like, you got Santa Claus in your book. <laughs> he, uh, it's ridiculous. Was it? Yeah, it was Tolkien who like convinced C.S. Lewis to that, you know, like they used to debate about Christianity or whatever. I or was know, it the other way around? I'm not sure. I do know that Tolkien was, I believe he was a... C.S. Lewis's professor at one time. Yeah, And right. then they kind of had a... Uh, like a professional relationship. Like colleagues. Yeah, right. But then, like, later on in life, they weren't as buddy-buddy as they used yeah, to be. That happens. And, uh, That'll happen to us at some point in time. <laughs> Tolkien was very proud of his Lord of the Rings fiction. Yeah. And he hated C.S. Lewis's <laughs> Chronicles of Nardia. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He's like, dude, man, you're trying to... You stole my idea or whatever. Yeah, it's like a... I've developed languages and stuff for mine, you know? I developed an elven language for the elves in my book. Your book features Santa Claus and a talking lion. It's like a nerd fight. That's exactly what it is. Nerd. That's like super nerd stuff right That's there. That's what we need to do. We need to do like a SNL type sketch where C.S. Um, Lewis and you're talking and we're like arguing with each other. Well, you know, like uh, C.S. Lewis used to do these like fireside chats or whatever on the right. BBC. You yes. know? Those are pretty fascinating to listen to. They're all on YouTube. If, you, if you're out there, mm-hmm. you know, just listen to them. They're all pretty cool, you know. I've went down that rabbit hole years ago, so I right. can't specifically tell you anything they say. I just remember listening and going, hey, that's pretty neat stuff. This dude's actually quite intelligent. So 
Since we're rambling a little bit, when I researched this story, I was wondering why they closed Discovery Island in 1999. Yeah. Turns out they just it was not an attraction that was drawing a lot of people, right. and they were spending a lot of money on upkeep for these sure. animals, so they just shut it down. Yeah, and they moved all those to like whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. Then that got me to start looking into River Country. Okay. Do you remember River Country? I don't. River Country was Disney's first water park. They oh. opened it up right there on the outskirts of Fort Wilderness. Okay. And I don't remember it well, but my parents took me to Disney World when I was little one time, and they got divorced after that, and then I didn't go for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. I think I've been twice. I've been twice. But the time I went, I was little, and I remember we spent an afternoon at River Country USA. Okay. And huh. uh, I didn't know it was closed down, but apparently it closed down in the 80s. Wow. So I just did get it in. You got it. Like, what if you were the last <laughs> one to go down the water slide or whatever? I remember I loved it. I'm not sure why. I remember that they had this water slide that would, uh, you would go down, but then it would like, you'd go off the slide and there was like a 10 foot drop into a pool. And oh, it would wow. kind of like hurt your back a little bit, oh. but you wanted to do it again because it was kind of scary. Right. And there was also people that were just swimming in the pool underneath it. So, so you, you could just land, land on, on somebody. But I only saw that happen one time. <laughs> so now you know why it's closed, like insurance liabilities and stuff. They also used water from the lake. Ah. It wasn't like chlorinated pool water. It's just, just good old lake water. <laughs> I mean, I think they filtered it. Yeah. But it did. It was like brownish water. Yeah. It was like, you know, swimming yeah, you know, in the river, you know. Mickey ain't going to waste money on chlorine <laughs> if he don't have to, you yes. know. I think they closed down Treasure Island because that's where they bury the dead people now, right? <laughs> Is that where uh, Walt the Disney's frozen? That's where the people who, like, die in the park and stuff, they just, like, oh, usher yeah. them away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, when we went, Hudson got a bloody nose. Like, Hudson get a bloody nose and a heartbeat. Kid just bloody nose all the time. So he got a bloody nose. I went to the bathroom, got some Kleenex, came back. By the time I got back with the tissue, there were like Disney workers all around. Like gave him a free T-shirt, gave him a free ice cream and all that. You know, like our whole family, like free ice cream. I guess they were like, please don't sue us. And I was like, hey, man, the kid has to take aspirin. He's got thin blood and stuff. So he just gets bloody nose. No big deal. Like, Can you do this tomorrow yeah, when we go that's what I, was saying. I was like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> then we ate. I don't remember the place we ate, but Hudson got sick. Hudson got strep while we were at Disney World. Uh oh. Which is no big deal. You give him, I, I, my kids get strep all the time. You give him antibiotics, he's better the next day. Mm -hmm. Well, he started getting a fever and he laid down. Well, we called the waiter over and like, hey, where's, is, where's the nearest emergency care type thing? <laughs> uh, -oh. uh, so we can go and, and get my kid who's sick here. Well, then next thing you know, there's an ambulance that shows up. Because Dieter's like, you know, hey, he's got some heart problems. You know, we don't, we don't want to be too sick too long and all that. You know, ambulance shows up. They put Hudson like on a stretcher, like examining him and everything. And <laughs> and they're like, we can take you down there or whatever. And we're like, no, we just, we'll just take a cab. It's fine. You know, no worries. And we spent that night at that place. I was like sitting in the waiting room with Thomas and Libby and Deidre and Hudson were back in the room and. It took forever for him to see him and all that. Dang. And we were basically like, hey, just give him a Z-Pack. Kid's cool. You know, he'll be fine. And right. It took forever for him to do that. Man. So whenever I am on an odyssey like that in downtown Disney and my kid gets sick while I'm eating at whatever restaurant that was, the one thing I wanted was them to have Cajun curl. <laughs> we want to thank for their support. 
world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl Cutter for potatoes right there on CajunCurl.com. Created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is the spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The Spiral Potato Cutter is absolutely amazing, it's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. Your next door neighbor isn't going to be able to top that. And let me tell you, the homemade chips with Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on them will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you'll find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own, all on CajunCurl.com. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it today. Here locally in the Tuscaloosa Northport area, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, the Piggly Wiggly in Northport on Lurling Wallace, South Finest Meats, and Mark's Mart. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. www.cajuncurl.com. Check them out and use our promo code EOP10. That's EOP and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. I'm sorry. That's fine. All right, John. It's community news. Let's go to the phones. Okay. Phone time. As soon as it loads up. (laughs) Take your time, Google. John, our first call comes from Kevin. Okay. Hello, this is Kevin. Once again, um, Batman. I just want to say thank you very much for feedback, uh, for um, the call out, for responding. Frankly appreciate it. I wasn't really expecting it, but thank you. Um, one thing I want to say was towards your Canadian friend that when Pope blessed the whiskey, I think that was a superior choice, and I greatly appreciate him blessing that, even though I know it's all good fun and joke. But say gin is superior liquor. I'm sorry, whiskey is. Um, have you ever had Jameson? I mean, it's, after all, Ephesians 5.18 says, be not filled with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. So I'm pretty sure Christ would have wanted um, a stronger form of alcohol. But I'm taking out of context, and that's all good fun joke. So I, I understand. The other thing I want to say was that um, have you heard? I'm pretty sure you probably have made a call covered this on your podcast. But have you heard about the news about the AMC and the Regal Cinemas not um, showing any of Universal films? I think that was a bit crazy because of the whole thing with the Trolls film and how they made a load of money through the Netflix and everything else. And I thought that was very interesting especially for me as a movie person and can't go to the movie theaters or whatever and I think the last thing I was going to say was that do you have a Krispy Kreme near you and is it always slammed because I, when I had to work there's a Krispy Kreme right over here in Jacksonville on the west side 
and sometimes it becomes pretty difficult with traffic because people can't go around and the line is going all the way past down to the second light. Uh, I think the police here are going to be doing something about that and I'm just curious if that's like an issue where you're at. Uh, hopefully I'll hear from you again. Thank you once again for responding and I really, really do enjoy your channel. I really enjoy your podcast and some of those things are quite interesting that you cover, especially with people and their insanity. Well, take care. Have a lovely day. Cheers. All right. All right. First things first, that is absolutely normal for Krispy Kreme to be wrapped around the block. Sure. I mean, they they sell the best donuts known to man. So Now, we've had Krispy Kreme in the South, like, my whole life. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if it's as bad as it is, you know, in other places when it just, like, comes to their town. Right. So, but yeah, Krispy Kreme's amazing donuts. Love them. Can't say anything bad about them, right? Other than they're unhealthy. Right. You will die. Shout out. Other than that. Right. Shout out to my buddy Ian, who worked at a Krispy Kreme once and said when he was done working there, he did not want to eat donuts anymore. (laughs) You know, I'm sure he's over that now. That's been years ago. But he was like, I would just come home smelling like donuts and everything. He's like, I just couldn't take it, you know? I will say that here several years ago, a tornado actually destroyed our Krispy Kreme right. here in town. It's a very sad day. And it took, what would you say, maybe six months, eight yeah. months for it to come back. Right. When it did come back, it shut down an entire lane of traffic yeah, right. on that side yeah. of the road. On a three, what, three lane, six yes. lane highway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that first day they opened, there were cops out there. Yeah. There were cones set up. Of course, up. there were cops out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's donuts. You think they're going to the miss greatest out. donuts known to man. Of course, there were cops there. <laughs> but yes, Krispy Kreme is delicious. Yes. And our Krispy Kreme has been around long enough now that I don't have to stay in line too long if right. I do go, which I try not to go all that often because I'll eat the whole box sure. and gain 100 pounds in right. one night. But they are delicious. Have not heard about was it Regal Cinemas not showing Universal films? I Don't know anything either. about that. That yeah. is completely new to me. And as far as the alcohol, like what alcohol is the best, the best or the holiest, right. the closest to the Moon, Lord? Moonshiny. <laughs> I'm Baptist, so <laughs> I'm actually just going to have to take y'all's word for it. <laughs> Moonshine is by far the superior liquor of all liquors you know okay but i'll just take your word you got to know the right people to get it you know (laughs) not that legal stuff yeah you can't go get it in the store (laughs) you gotta buy it for some guy who ran it through the radiator of his like car you know as part of the (laughs) distillation process and he also uses it to sanitize his hands sure decrease his engine yes all of that (laughs) but it is great you know great all right this next one i have no idea who it is okay Turns out the reason I don't know who it is is because it's just 30 seconds of silence. <laughs> if you're going to leave us a voicemail... Uh, I kind of like it. Uh, unmute your phone, maybe? <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> and then, with that said, let's turn to our favorite Canadian. Is she going to be mad if she if we call her Creepy Jacqueline? She said she used to be a golf and she, she loves did. creepy music. She's not creepy, though. She's not creepy. Yeah, she's definitely not creepy. <laughs> This is as far as podcast goes. Sounds like a great nickname. Though. I think Canadian Jacqueline, you know? <laughs> okay. Like Royal Mounted Jacqueline. No, that sounds bad. John. That sounds bad. 
We're going to listen to creepy Canadian Jacqueline here. <laughs> we, won't, we won't call you that if you don't want us to call you that. Canuck's not a slur, is it? I think right. it was. But there's a, there's a hockey team named the Vancouver Canucks. John, that's their word. <laughs> good point. Good point. That's anyway, a good point. here's yeah. Jacqueline. Hi, guys. It's Jacqueline again. Um... First of all, uh, wow, I was not expecting an apology because didn't really take it that seriously, but cool. Um, apology definitely accepted, John. And I mean, we are sisters, you know, sisters forgive sisters. So uh, I really didn't realize there was anything to forgive. We're Southerners and we tend to yeah. apologize for a lot. So. Well, and I've apologized my whole life for various mistakes I've made. So it's sometimes just part when of I wasn't natural. even sorry about it. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's just part of my natural, you know, being. I, I'm a I'm an apologizer. I'm not big enough. I'm not too big to admit that I might make a mistake. And I like to read apologetics in my spare time too. <laughs> but anyway, cool. Moving on. Um, I was listening in the car today and. The ringtone was on on the other calls, and I, I swear to God, my phone started ringing at the same time, and uh, it was just really weird, and I heard the same ringtone from the radio and from my phone, and I didn't know what to do. I just, uh, my brain almost exploded. Uh, since I'm uh, being controversial, I guess, um, tiny story, but scientifical, not a word. <laughs> and this time I actually looked it up before I said that to make sure I wasn't wrong. But I'm sorry, but scientifical, definitely not a word. That's false. I, I know. I, I uh, <laughs> scientifical is a hundred percent a word. Double down scientifical. <laughs> yeah. I uh, when I was listening back to the show, I heard myself say that and was very ashamed of myself. I knew you were going to call and tell me about it, but. I left it in anyway because I didn't want to go to the trouble of hooking up all my Look, equipment if, and saying scientific and then cutting that <laughs> in. So if you say a word and people know what it means, then it's a word, you know. Like that's all it is. I've made up several words in my life. So yeah. Uh, moving on to the main, my main focus of the call, RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay, it's one of my favorite shows. I love it. It's my guilty pleasure. Jackie Cox <laughs> uh, is Canadian, by the way. <laughs> Based in New York City, but is Canadian. Mentioned Canadian. several times on the show. But uh, I know you were laughing at the name Jackie Cox, but you failed to know that there are other people on the show this season, particularly with much better names. We've got Britta Filter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Britta Filter? Yeah, that's like a water filter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. I, I was see. That's what I was trying to. I know what a Brita filter is. In right. fact, my wife had one for a long time because yeah. she didn't trust the tap. Sure, you get the fluoride that's turning the, <laughs> the the frogs gay, right? Yes. Taryn knows. She's a big <laughs> Alex Jones fan. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know if that was like uh, some kind of community I, if, inside I, joke or something. Not that I know of. Okay, Heidi and Closet and Crystal Method, just to name a few. It's always going to be Crystal Method is nice. That's, now, a, that's a great name. The Crystal Method was like a EDM group or something. It was. Right. So. Yeah. Copycat. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating ecstasy to them in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I love that show. And uh, 
When I knew, when I had heard that Jeff Goldblum said something controversial on it, uh, I told my hubby, and he actually came in and sat down and waited to watch the show with me and was very disappointed when it happened because he was like, who cares, that's not controversial, why did I watch that show? Anyway, so um, I do love me some Jeff Goldblum too. Uh, anyway, great show, love you guys, keep it up, and I'll talk to you later, bye. Thank you so much, Jacqueline, for calling in yet again with your wonderful, insightful sure. information for educating the show, right? And uh, telling us about these great drag names on the show. Yeah. I like Jeff Goldblum too. If you watched his uh, his show on Disney Plus, he's got a show on no. Disney Plus where uh-uh. it's him talking about everyday things. Uh-huh. Like the first episode is about shoes, but it being Jeff Goldblum, he's like shot. He's like in awe. Of shoes, of the concept of shoes. Okay, he's like so. So, what are these? They're sneakers. Okay, sneakers. They're better than other shoes because, and you like them. You like this color. Oh my! Well, you make it sound fascinating, Johnny. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be tuning in. <laughs> we do have Disney Plus now. Dieter bought it, and Hudson was watching The Mandolin the other night. The <laughs> show that you like. No, the mandolin. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't see any bluegrass on it. <laughs> the brief amount of time I watched it, but then I went back to putting together my puzzle like the old man that I am. So, right. is that all our voicemails? That's our voicemails. Well, I appreciate everybody calling in. I would say, Jacqueline, we deserve more credit for inventing words. <laughs> and I don't know why you're calling us out saying there are not words because we are inventing words. We are. <laughs> We are word pioneers. Yes. And uh, we should be giving the credit we deserve. It's called wordsmithing. Yes, right. We're wordsmiths. <laughs> That's right. It's a scientific thing. It's you very scientific. <laughs> it's very scientific. Yeah. When you get to the levels of Englishation that Tiny and I are <laughs> at, the, it becomes scientific. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, John, I would like to thank all of our patrons, but I would specifically like to thank Mr. J.D. Westfall, Mr. Chris Tipton, and Mr. Brandon White for donating at the $10 or above tier on Patreon. Thank you so much. You are the reason that we continue to come in here and talk about odd news. That's right. And, got and, a big... Got a, words like scientifical. Got a huge Kim Jong-un update coming up in the Patreon show, so... If you're not a part of it, you might want to join up because yes. you're going to want to know about this. I promise. You got anything else to add? No. Uh, just thanks to everyone for listening. Tell a friend. Yes. Tell an enemy. Either one. It works. If you want to help the show, but you can't support us on Patreon, tell somebody else about the show. Yeah. Help us expand the audience and get this content into more ears because ultimately that is the thing that's going to help us have the staying power. There's a lot of podcasts out there that pod fade. Yeah, pod fade. Yes. It's a real thing. Okay. But uh, this one has... Been around for two years now. We would like it to keep going indefinitely, but we're going to need your help. Till I get fed up and quit. We want to do a a great podcast. If you don't want John to quit, give him money. (laughs) You can give him money by going to patreon.com slash earth oddity. I want everybody to just laugh. That's my main thing. (laughs) That's it. I don't care if you laugh at my expense or you laugh with me, you know, with me or at me. Either way is fine with me. 
Well, with that said, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We got them all. And we're on them all. Yeah, everywhere. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you want to tweet at us, we are at underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Occasionally, we post pictures on Instagram. That's right. You can check those out, underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. You can also post your former golf pictures in our Facebook group. (laughs) Please do. Yeah, right. (laughs) I threw up an old one of me and Deidre, too, you know? Yeah, and I'll just take those pictures and put them in my special folder on my laptop. Tiny is... A lot more creepier than I thought he was. He's got a listener listener photo folder. Uh, Nothing weird about that. <laughs> Nothing weird about that at all. The yeah. most popular way to get in touch with us is we have a phone number. What's That's that right. phone number, John? It's 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. Love y'all. Bye. Patrons will be with you in a minute. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Zucker said during Governor Cuomo daily coronavirus briefing in Albany. Cuomo. Cuomo. Nailed it. Cuomo. Nailed it. Cuomo? Maybe. It's Cuomo. No, it's Cuomo. <laughs> it's Cuomo. The correct pronunciation is Cuomo. You gotta, I mean, that's what it is. John, it's Cuomo. <laughs> Say it after me, Cuomo. <laughs> yeah. Cuomo. I love it. That's a good name. Uh, Florida. Well, that's stupid. Florida. Florida. Oh, Florida. It's Florida, John. Florida. <laughs> Florida deputies arrested First a man. And now Florida. <laughs> I cannot talk. <laughs>